question, eh? We'll talk later. Hey guys, and welcome to the Save Continue podcast. My name is Shanae Howard, and with me is Tommy Shelby. Hello. And Ryan the Rat Robinson. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Every week we get together and talk about video games and video game related stuff. That's true. Yeah. It's been a week since we did our last episode. Yeah. I've completed Max Payne since then. Yeah. (laughs) I just happen to be wearing the same clothes if you're watching us. I don't change my clothes because I don't bathe because fuck that. Yeah. (laughs) Well, yeah. Efficiency. I don't don't, uh, adhere to social norms. Yeah. Efficiency. Sure. So, how are you guys? Excellent. Not so bad. Do y'all have any video games? I'd be a lot better if there was a bottle opener. Uh, Do you guys have any video game related news that you would like to share? Uh, News? Mm -hmm. Hmm. Mm. I mean, at this point, by the time this airs, it's been several weeks. Uh, But, you know, Jason Schreier broke the whole Bioware story, and I found that to be very, very interesting. The Bioware magic. Um, So, yeah, for those that don't know Jason Schreier, who is, you know, in tight with a lot of industry insiders. Well-renowned journalist. Yeah, he broke a story on Bioware and the development of Anthem and how quickly that game came together and how it wasn't the original vision. Like that that whole game got... uh, How teams get shifted around. 18 months. Um, Oh, damn. And it's just kind of sad to hear. A lot of people discouraged. A lot of people left Bioware over it. Uh, And it sounds like they've been doing things this way for quite some time. Yeah. Um, From what I understand, the, the, the philosophy at Bioware is they do like like they do that crunch and then they say like at the end the bioware magic will will kick in and we're gonna make something well bioware magic special. has become an industry term over the past few years yeah uh but you know it, it, it's interesting because like bioware kind of responded to this article i think probably before they read the article right uh in a very standoffish negative way well it was and it was like the it was super reactionary super well, it wasn't reactionary because I don't think they actually read it before. Well, that's what I'm saying. You know. It's like it was a very knee-jerk response. Yeah. Uh, to hearing about it, not like actually seeing it. And then after reading it and hearing responses from their employees and uh, uh, people employed by other developers, uh, you know, they, they came out with another response. And, it, you know, some people have been thanking, Shri- thanking Schreier uh, for the article, yeah. saying that it does seem bi- that Bioware wants to change the way that they operate. And some people have since left Bioware uh, over that article. Um, either Do you way, mean over just that article. Well, no, but you know, it certainly didn't help. Uh, no, I'll say this: I, I I love Jason Schreier. I know a lot of people dislike the guy. I think he's fantastic. Yeah. And if you listen to the most recent episode of the uh, Kotaku Split Screen podcast, he goes more in depth on all this stuff. Well, it's funny because I think you know a long time ago. Uh, um, when we first started doing the show, one of the conversations that we had was, "What is video game journalism?" Yes, uh, and I th- and, and Jason, he's one of the last. He's he's one of the few video game journalists that exists. Yeah. Um, as far as checking sources, investigating stories, things yeah. of that nature, yeah. and writing truth, whether it's nice or not. Yeah. Rather you know? than just like a, like op pieces and or like fan yeah. fancy. Yeah. I mean, Kotaku. You can go on Kotaku and find lists and things like that. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Schreier in particular is just, uh, he's, he's an awesome guy. Yeah. Um, is there anything that you're not necessarily playing, but you're excited about? 
I'm excited about Mortal Kombat. Uh, Ryan and I have talked about it. I'm, I'm, away, I'm, I'm worried about it, but I am excited for it. Yeah, yeah I'm still... Like, I'm still debating on whether I should get Sekiro. Yeah. Um, and then marble it up if nobody's played that. It's fucking awesome. Uh, if you're into any of, like, the old school, like, Marble Blast Ultra games or, like, uh, e- even even things like Rock of Ages or Monkey Ball, marble it up is fantastic. And it's made by some of the same people that made the Marble Blast games. Uh, what about you, Ryan? Anything you're excited about or are you just, like, kind of focusing on your backlog? So... I, I, I kind of a little, I, I don't know. I am, it's a little of both, right? Because, um, I've, one of the, one of the pleasures that I had always derived for as long as I was able, as long as I was earning my own paycheck, uh, was the simple pleasure of purchasing video games. Um, I've since like, but I've now found like a sort of, um, I'm, f- I'm finding a new joy in the act of working through what I have and like there's I have games in my library that I've never touched yeah uh and I feel like most of us do yeah and so like I'm at the point where it's like I can't I keep buying these video games and I don't touch them or I play them for a little bit um and I'm finally actually like getting through the video games I think that's why I started like playing I, like I started putting more time into Far Cry 5 um and there's some other games that are in my library that I'm like I every time I uh and this makes me think of you Tom because every time I go into my library yeah I purchase games uh, I see Tearaway. Yeah, I have literally never played Tearaway. It's a I great played, game. I played Tearaway for like you had to be your Vita for a second. I played it, but that I don't really think that counts. Uh, and I see it, and I'm like, I gotta, I really gotta get. It. I, in fact, I played Knack before I played. I played Tearaway. That's a damn shame. Uh, <laughs> I beat Knack. I will say this. That's a damn shame. Knack is not a, a great, not a good game. It's I did not, not a, beat it, but I did play it. But I also, I love Mark Cerny. I also stick to I hardware. Think that while Knack is not a great game, I do think that there's a lot of hyperbole around Knack. I disagree. Uh, I <laughs> maybe I'll be the that game is baby mode through and through. Well, oh, no, I, 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 Knack I is a hard game. I don't, I don't want to say baby mode. Yeah, Knack's I, a hard I, game. I, I think because I, I was actually I'm I I had another thought about like. Using you know, it's a simple game. I had a, well, I had a thought about using terms like that to describe like playing games a certain way or playing games of uh, 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 that are of a certain difficulty, um, and I, I think that's I think that's kind of dismissive. But uh, <laughs> I I don't know. I just I played Knack and I was like, this game seems e- this game seems easy enough, uh, but I was also not very entertained. Yeah, and it's not easy. Like yeah. Knack gets difficult. Does it? Yeah, but yeah. like it's not good. Yeah. Uh, Cerny's a genius, but he needs to stick to hardware. Yeah. You know, um, I think there's another knack coming though. I doubt I feel, it. I feel like knack is one of those games that like teaches you controls, but is not good gameplay. Mm. Also, you t- know what I mean? Like, 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 like when the games first come out, and it's like this is how you use the system you just bought. Yeah, but everybody knows how to use. Like, we knew how to use the PS4 when it came out. You know, it wasn't yeah. some mystery. Well, not all yeah. of us did. Not all of us. Not all of um, the PS4 was somebody's first console. Yeah, when sure, I- but like. You know, you brought up Tearaway, right? Yeah. Tearaway uses every function on the Vita. Yeah. All of them. Yeah. In smart, entertaining, and fun ways. Sure. Knack does not do that. Most it of- doesn't use every function on the PS4. And the ones it does use, it uses in terrible ways. Uh, I, I'll go as far as to say Tearaway is Media Molecule's best game. Um, 
even more so than Little Big Planet. Little Big Planet's awesome if you want to play user created content. But as far as the core game, right. Tearaway is a far better game. But all right, compared to Tearaway, I've never played it, so I can't say like personally on that front. But as far as Knack goes, anecdotally, uh, my experience is the people who like soaks highly of it were normally normally between eight and twelve years old. I could not imagine beating Knack at eight years old. Nor could I. Mm. I can imagine. And I've be, I'm the only one at this table who has played that game in complete, to completion. Uh, yeah, that is correct. I have played it, but not to completion. There is um, a uh, there's a game that also makes me think of Tom every time I see it, but I only ever remember it when I see it. Or I only ever think of it when I see it. Because, uh, Tom, you have been excited about Days Gone for a while. Yeah. Um, we, we've played. No, we, we played State of Decay. Yeah, you yeah. played Days Gone. Yeah, Days Gone hasn't been released yet. It's coming out this month. Uh, around, I think it's coming on the 26th. <sighs> mm-hmm. It feels so long ago that we went to. It was uh, a long time ago. Yeah. Well, because like, in the theater to watch. Well, also, like, they. Sh- they that didn't... was the. Fir- no, that was the second PlayStation yeah. experience. Uh, yeah. That, but um, it's. it's we- I don't know. I don't know what it is, man, because, like, there. When I think about Days Gone and all the, what I know that game has in it, um, like, it sounds like it takes, like, it sounds like it checks off a lot of boxes for me. Yeah. Um, but for some reason, like, it just. It's, it's never, like, it's not present in my mind very often. Well, it's funny. Advertising for Days Gone hasn't been great, right? And it doesn't seem to be on a lot of people's radar, like just in the general general gaming population, right? right? Not a lot of people are talking about it, and it's so so close to release. Right. Uh, and that could have a lot to do with a lot of things. It could be the fact that Mortal Kombat's coming out very soon. It could be the fact that Bend hasn't put out a game since Golden Abyss. Right. Uh, you know, whatever it might be, or that the people are tired of zombies. Yeah. Um, yes. I'm not. But, like... Bend is a great studio. They put they put out some really good games, right. and I have not played a game like this. Like if you listen to preview coverage for this right. game, uh, it's it, that's all very positive, right? You know, uh, so people who have actually played the game seem, seem to be enjoying themselves. Yeah, yeah but um, it's like getting you to play it because like they don't have to do anything. Their pedigree gets me to play it, right? Uh, you know. Maybe not the average uninformed consumer. Sure. Well, I think the average uninformed consumer uh, is less concerned about who made the game and whether or not the game looks fun. Right. And well, Days Gone, that- like Days Gone, will sell worse than Spider Man did. It will sell worse than Uncharted did. Like, I don't think Sony's expecting more. Yeah. You know. What were you saying, Sean? Uh, oh, I was just saying, like, it is like watching it as like compared to you guys. Sure. I am an uninformed uninformed consumer y'all are way more um i don't say intelligent but it's the only word i can think of right now i i guess like informed informed you don't need to be a thesaurus yeah thank you i appreciate it yeah um (laughs) like you know what what thesaurus is yes it's a dinosaur (laughs) that's right (laughs) uh so like i like what i like and i don't really look at that because of this podcast, I look at more stuff and I very like vary my knowledge more because I do want to like because it is interesting. Once I actually like sit down and research stuff, it is a lot more interesting. And like hearing you guys talk about it and your passion for it really makes me want to look at more stuff. But like even but before just like talking about before I got I, I saw like I met you guys, would I have probably watched a days gone trailer or even known about it probably not yeah um it is at the it is at the big like conferences like there's videos for it 
I think at this point, like you would know about it by virtue of owning a PlayStation. And there are there are uh, things that make me think it's more mainstream, right? Because like I've had people come up to me at work who just typically play whatever's most popular mm-hmm. and ask me if I'm excited for Days Gone. Yeah, and again, know? I think that Days Gone, like when I like on paper, that game ticks a lot of boxes for me, uh, and it it sounds like exactly the kind of game I'm into. But for some reason, like I just. I never. I don't think of it very often. I well, don't. Like, I don't feel like. I don't feel. Well, it's hard to so, when it's, you don't see a commercial every time you're watching a YouTube video for yeah, it, right? Which yeah. you probably did for Spider Man. Yeah. You know, uh, it's it's a different beast. Well, Spider Man has the advantage of have being in the Spider Verse and having Spider Man attached to it. Absolutely. Yeah. So and like, having that Marvel money attached to it. Yeah. yeah. So like, I do feel like that's a pretty unfair comparison. Sure, but even like Uncharted, right? And that is the that, same comparison, first-party studio. Yeah, you know? but it's Uncharted, but then you have to compare it to Uncharted 1. Well, I versus, don't know. Nathan Drake did a Subway commercial. Versus like Days Gone. Sure, because but like... People know the series now. Yeah, but Ben Studio made a better Uncharted game than Naughty Dog did with Uncharted 1. Agreed. You know, Golden Abyss is better than Drake's Fortune. Agreed. But if people haven't played Golden Abyss... Which very few people did. Yeah. yeah. And they don't know that. <laughs> sure. Yeah, You're sure. not wrong. You're not wrong. Uh, I, I, I think that. Like, as far as days go. Like, so, yeah. But as far as, like, uninformed consumer. Yeah. Like, even though I'm more informed than a lot of other people. uh, Like, days gone. All the videos look interesting in the fact that it's, like, a mass amount of enemies and a mass amount of zombies. Well, that's one of the more but, interesting aspects of the game, I but think. But it's not like, enough to drive me well, it, to want it. It's funny because yeah. I, I think that my, my the lack of, Days Gone's lack of presence in my mind is ironic to me uh, because I've often lamented on the absence of uh, interesting mechanics in, video, in modern day video games. Uh, and Days Gone has arguably one of the most interesting mechanics that I've ever seen. If you think about it, yes, but they don't market it towards that interesting mechanic. Well, and they shouldn't. I think the problem, the biggest problem with Days Gone is its release date. Um, If Days Gone was a game that was coming out two years ago, I think everybody would be talking about it Mm -hmm. because Sons of Anarchy Anarchy was a lot bigger and because The Walking Dead was a lot bigger. Right. You uh, You know, games take a long time to make, yeah. We talk about Borderlands having outdated memes, right? Yeah. And it's that's a product of years of development. Right. And this, uh, this you know, when, when, ties into the topic I want to talk about. But yeah, yeah when, when development on Days Gone began, that's a goldmine idea. Sure. You know, people loved Sons of Anarchy. I didn't, but people did, right. generally, right? Yeah. Uh, Walking Dead, same thing. Right. This would have sold to all of them yeah. two years ago. Sure. You know. Well, and I, 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 like someone gave someone asked me for the elevator pitch for Days Gone more recently. Yeah, and I was like, Jax Teller kills zombies. I don't know who that is. Jax Teller is the uh, primary and uh, protagonist of Sons of Anarchy. I know Peg. She's on there. Yeah, and Hellboy. <laughs> Hellboy is also on yeah. there. Uh, no, I think <laughs> I do feel like uh, no Peg. I do feel like you're pretty accurate. If this came out two years ago, I'd probably I'd probably be a lot more hype about it. Well, I don't know that necessarily. Any of us would be more hyped on it, but like yeah. I, I definitely would. Well, be. More like, people would well, be though, Tom, you know? what, what, because what, I was like pretty excited when I first saw it. Like, yeah, right. Like we all went to the theater together. Right. That's I, not when it was debuted, but yeah. Well, well that's when she first saw it. Yes. Thank you. No, uh, it, I'm telling you, it was not at that Sony pres- presentation. Is that when? That's not when she first saw it. No, that was at the 2017 E3 press conference. It was the end caps. Oh, I see. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <sighs> 
I feel like you're definitely right about that. I am right. I'm sorry, but I am. No, no, no. I, like, it was like, the same one where it was when God of War got shown and all that. It's, it's now like. Oh, yeah, and the uh, like. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah now like, 2016, like, maybe? I don't know. Either way, it wasn't a PlayStation experience. Sure. Uh, yeah. No, you're definitely right about that. Um, yeah. Now that you like bring it up, like you're totally right. Um, Spider-Man got announced at that that maybe you're thinking and of I wasn't a, and I wasn't experience. excited about that. God, I, that game would turn out so good. Yeah, I mean, like, no, no, no. I, as personally, like, yeah. Overall, I can recognize a g- game as good when it is good. Game so. recognize game. Game recognize game. Yeah. Correct. Um, <laughs> but as far as like as like closest to uninformed consumer on sure. this like like trio of people, you're not though. You're more like you are more informed than we are in the way that you you. Uh, I, I think I think you were getting this information. You're selling yourself more sh- like the average man. You you're know? selling yourself short. I think. Yeah. Uh, well, I'm saying like as like com- comparable. Like y'all are a lot more well, knowledgeable I, as, I, than I am. I and think, like I think Tom and I like labor over the minutia of a lot of this stuff that even a lot of people who would call themselves enthusiasts wouldn't. I think you're more you're more apt to predict a, the way a game will perform. Because of the fact that you are not digging deep into this stuff, you know, you got your finger on the pulse. <laughs> uh, I mean, I wasn't excited about, game, about Spider-Man, but I did like I did think it was going to do well. Of course, um, yeah. I, but I do think you're accurate. The first time I saw Days, uh, Days Gone, yeah. and if it had been like, oh, we're announcing this today, right? I I would be more apt to play it mm-hmm. than whenever it releases. Right. Sure. Uh, Tom, where does uh, I just I just Curious, where does your, where exactly does your enthusiasm for Days Gone come from? I mean, from Bend as a studio. Right. And just the game itself, because it doesn't seem, like so many people when that trailer launched were like, oh, it's it's Last of Us or copying Last of Us. And I'm like, how? Yeah. They're, because it's post-apocalyptic, like 50% of games are post-apocalyptic, you also, know? like zombies, that's not uncommon. Yeah. It's open world. Last of Us is an open world. Right. You know, you're setting traps and shit. You don't do that shit in The Last of Us. Right. Like, I don't know. The only uh, the only factor is the art style could be viewed as similar. Not the color scheme, uh, no, actually, but I the actual the, art I do, style. I do feel like that color palette is kind of similar. but It's similar, uh, but like, I like, Last of Us but is like models darker. in general. Like, if you, if you study the models of both games, they're completely different. Right. If you put whatever Days Gone Man was next to Joel and Ellie, he'd stick out like a sore thumb. Uh, uh you know, it's, it's, Deep I don't know. Cloud. And then like the, the reveal of that game, the reveal of that game was the trailer, the story trailer, right? And it yeah. was the end cap in the same presentation when we actually saw gameplay. Right. And what we saw throughout that entire E3 was live gameplay. Right. So that's impressive for one, because we, we've seen how that goes wrong. Even with Sony first party, we've seen how that goes wrong. Mm-hmm. Right. The first time we saw gameplay of Uncharted, they had to restart it. Right. Right. Uh, Whereas here, you're seeing a new style of gameplay. I've not seen enemies move that way. And sure. if you look at the zombies in those hordes, right? Uh, freakers, please. Yeah, if you if you look at the way that they, that they are moving, it's individual AI. It's not a group well, like, AI. And, like, and again, that's, that's what I'm talking... Like, when I talk about... Like, I've talked many times about how I want games to do more interesting things and not just look better. Right. And that in and of itself, like, independent of everything else that the game is doing, yeah. that in and of itself is probably the most interesting or compelling thing. And I've that's the whole thing, right? Like, you're setting a trap, way. right? So, like... The hordes moving through an area that you've that you've funneled them through, right? Right. But 
it's individual and AI and that like, yeah, maybe that whole horde's running through, but like, but like you'll, you'll see one just like, go off to the side. Well, like it's, it's interesting to think about that many enemies on screen making an, an individual decisions, so like right. individual logic checks for each one. Right. But the thing is, is you really have to cool. think about it. Like that's the thing. Like you have to think about it. it can't just be like base, like consumer, like, oh, I'm seeing this. All right. This is what this means. Cool. They're not going to, like, most people aren't going to ruminate on it. They're just going to, like, take it at face value. Well, I think yeah. that if you're doing it right, then no one's thinking about it. Well, you see things, right? Like, you, we, we've seen things like uh, Earth Defense Force or any Musou game for many, many years now have right. a ton of enemies on screen with individual AI. Uh, that typically works pretty well, but those also look far, inf like, inferior visually to right. to and, this game. And they're, yeah. and they're doing, like, they're more simplified. Right, and then, you see, and then you see things like Insect Armageddon or, or Iron Rain recently came out, and, like, okay, that's EDF. It's not by the same studio, but it's EDF. Uh, but, like, while those are the best-looking EDF games, there's nowhere near as right. many characters on screen. Right. You know? Uh, so I guess I'm just going to let this, like, conversation, like, morph into that. But, like, as far as what I wanted to talk to you about, like, this week is enemies. Right. Um, And, like, so, like some I have, like, tinfoil hat theories. Like, I don't have any proof of this. No one's ever, like, said it that I've, like, read as far as an interview. Give it to me. Yeah, but, like, it. you know, like, a lot of Musou, like, a lot of Musou games that do, like, super well that I have noticed in my experience tend to be ones where people, like, where the enemies are in tech. Or in armor where you came see like an actual person in it. I feel like Dynasty Wars is the only Musou that does super well. Uh, it's the one that everybody knows. I've played a couple. But other like think ones. of the other ones, right? Even like the bigger one, like Hyrule Warriors, sure. Or your your. Uh, well, even that's even that's just an offshoot of Dynasty Warriors, right? Or Berserk, or whatever yeah. it may be. Like those so, didn't do super did, well. Did, uh, so did like Koei Tecmo like make Berserk? Just, uh, I believe so. Okay. It seems to me that, like, there is definitely trends as far as, like, what enemies do well. Right. Um, and with Musos, it tends to be characters that don't have an actual person that you're fighting against. Like, it's like a suit of armor, or okay. they're in a mech suit, or, like, it's really hard to distinguish that it's an actual person in there. Right. Um, I mean, I don't know enough about that genre. Yeah. I will say so this. Like, I'm sorry, because this, like, because... Sinead, the top when when you originally pitched the topic, um, I was having uh, I, I admittedly I was having a hard time visualizing, uh, uh, like any a, like as you put it, anecdotal examples of of enemies yeah, or whatever. Yeah, opinion about trends so and villains uh, and enemies. The, the interesting thing about uh, about Musos, not Musos in general, but specifically Dynasty Warriors, is that many times the more significant enemies, the named enemies, are also characters. That you can play as at some point. Um, now I remember, uh, and this has been true for every Dynasty Warriors game that I've played, is that it was always a big deal when you got the notification that Lubu entered the battlefield because he's just he's the badass of Dynasty Warriors, right? And he's going to like he's going to just like wreck shop, and you and like and Mus with Musou's like as, and I guess like, oops. Got it. <laughs> that would have been so fucking funny. That would have been. A, that was about to be a bad night for you. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but like, with like by does like in you know practically speaking like I mean so it's like you're just wave after wave of anonymous faceless dudes right. Uh, but enemies or named enemies are more striking in Musos or specifically Dynasty Wars again because 
they are visually distinct. They do yeah. have distinct fighting styles. They do have distinct weapons. And I feel like that's the same in almost all Musos yeah. outside of Dynasty Warriors. And I couldn't, you know? I couldn't say. I haven't played enough of them. To, and neither to have say, I, but, but like, if you think about Hyrule Warriors or probably. if you think about like, you know, yeah. Berserk, right? Like, Guts is a lot cooler to fight than a bunch of random soldiers. Sure. Or, or not Guts, uh, Griffith is a lot cooler right. to fight than a bunch of random soldiers. Right. Yeah. Uh, so, like, as far as, like, what, as like, to generally steer the topic towards, like, what kind of, like, I'm pointing at is, like, yeah, like, it, it is easier. It's a trend in Musos to not have, like, your nameless hordes of enemy to, like, look like humans. Yeah. Um, I think they do that for the ratings and also because it makes you, like, it makes it easier for those to be the bad guys. There's also been trends in past years that I've mentioned off, like, recording that, like, as far as examples, like, Russians tend to be a lot of enemies, oh. Nazis. Uh, for, I feel like I saw quite a few in the mid-2000s, especially after 9-11, uh, Middle Eastern Muslim enemies. Um, skeletons. Skeletons. God fucking damn it, I hate skeletons. Uh, like, no. Oh. I mean, I wish I didn't have one. Obviously, it makes more sense as far like if you like think about it for two seconds. But like a lot of like T-rated games, yeah. I feel like it tends to be aliens, robots, sure. or insects, like giant insects that you fight, so it can get that teen rating. because uh, you're not fighting an actual human being, because like people, because when you want uh, your game to do well, you want it to hit a general audience, and you don't really want to alienate necessarily. Yeah, but people. It, what's interesting about video games is it doesn't work the way that movies do, right? Like R-rated movies typically perform worse. Right? Yeah. M rated games do not typically perform worse. Right. E rated games do not typically perform worse. T rated games yep. right. typically perform worse. Well, True. I think because, uh, and, and with an E rated game, you have a good idea of what to expect. With an M rated game, you have a good idea right. of what to expect. With a T rated game, you kind of, you don't know, right? Because, like, I think about, I think about the original uh, um, Medal of Honor uh, for the, on the PS1. That is a T rated game where you were fighting Nazis. Um, and like I think the only reason it's T-rated is because there's no blood in the game. Yeah. Um, well, and things were a bit more laxed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I mean, you know, when you think about like what kind of enemies you're putting in a game, right? Like, like it's always a good idea to kill Nazis. But we discussed this earlier. It's not right. Bionic Commando got censored. Nazis, it couldn't be Nazis. We have to make it something else. Yeah, well, I don't think that. I don't think that. It, I don't think that having Nazis in the game was a bad idea. I think that they just they thought it was a bad idea. Yeah. But inherently, like, like who's going to argue against if you want to kill Nazis in your game? Who's going to argue with? Them? I don't disagree with you, but like they censored it for a reason. Yeah, you know, I, reasons that escape mass me. appeal. Yeah. Uh, and and uh, well, and even still, like, and then you, and then I think about like the. Uh, uh, think more recently about uh about machine games iteration of Wolfenstein, right? And like, there was uh there there was a controversy that drummed about. And when I say when I put I'm, I'm putting controversy in air quotes for people who are listening because uh loud minority. <laughs> well, like, and the and the loud minority was like other Nazis. So like, I I don't completely agree. The controversy I saw with the New Order, especially uh. Or excuse me, not not the new order. New What's the, the new Colossus specifically? Yeah. Was that Wolfenstein's always been a game about killing Nazis? Yeah, that's right? that's what you do in Wolfenstein. But like, you know, the what was going on in the United States around that time and still right. going on now? Right, uh, Charlottesville. But was very what well, was much more apparent when that game was leading up to release. Uh, 
you know, consumers made it about that. Sure. And once Machine Games and id realized that people were into it because of that, they then pushed well, forward. That on was, that. And that was you another know, thing too. And that like, was the controversy. This is, this is a this is a side conversation, but like I, it's I haven't like I've never really had like a relevant time to bring this up, but like it I, before like they realized that like consumers were into it, like they were they were basically like. Well, you know, we're not really taking a stance. Like it's just, it's just our video game. Yeah. But then, like, then when people were like, "Yeah, hell yeah, kills yeah. Nazis," and they're like, "Yeah, make Na- America Nazi free again." Yeah. That's our new ad campaign, right? And that just always just like super insincere. It just feels fake. Yeah. Yeah, that that kind of disingenuous. And like, don't get me wrong, uh, 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 New Colossus is one of my favorite games of yeah. of of that year. But at the same time, like. Like, don't get it twisted. Like, I recognize the fact that you use anti-Nazi rhetoric as a marketing campaign as opposed to just a default stance right. that one should take. Right. Um, <laughs> and, like... Uh, by the way, we are an anti-Nazi podcast, if you have a problem with that. I think we well established that with our PewDiePie conversation, but... And yeah. others. Yeah. yeah. But, like... Wait, when do we talk about PewDiePie? Uh, we talk... <laughs> More than once. Yeah. yeah. Fuck that guy. Uh, but, you know, and it's... Nazis is one of those enemies that, like, Nazis are one of those enemies that, like, it's really hard to imagine, like, running into any kind of real trouble with including, like, if your Nazi killing video game has problem, it's probably not because you're killing Nazis in that video game. Yeah, it's probably just maybe like the game doesn't work as it should, or every it's any problem besides the fact that you're killing Nazis, right? Uh, but you also mentioned uh, at one point, like. Uh, uh, games where you're killing like Middle Easterners or Middle Eastern Muslims. Oh, Middle, like, oh, well, well, to be more specific, and I can't, I can't really say that I've ever played a game where specifically I'm killing Muslims, but uh, right, most uh, of the time they will make reference in like in background noise as like praising Allah or whatever. I've, I, I can't, I can't say that I've ever played a game that contains that, but I will say this: uh, that is a holy. That's that kind of thing is a totally different problem because if you're talking about galvanizing someone or uh incentivizing the killing of middle easterners or muslims in your video game then you're also kind of running into the problem of the narrative that there is a large amount of islamophobia in the western world well see and i can't think of a modern video game that has done that either call of duty uh Uh, specifically islam i feel like i feel like 100% there was something about Islam in that So air, like I said, I can't think of that. And I've played a lot scene. of Call of Duty, especially from that era. Uh, what I will say is like Medal of Honor was, was a bigger controversy than Call of Duty was. And that's because they were specifically using Taliban. Right. Um, and they didn't, you know. But, <laughs> uh, you know, that that's very similar to the whole Bionic Commando thing. And why, like you said, why is that a controversy? I I don't really know. Yeah, but it is. Well, I, yeah. I, I but I can I can wrap my mind around like if I'm putting in my if I'm putting in my video game, what enemies am I killing in my video game? Yeah, uh, I can I can wrap my mind around why I want I might want to rethink, uh, including like people of Middle Eastern descent as a primary antagonist in my video game. Yeah, but Taliban. Well, I think I like I'm not arguing that. I'm not. I'm not making an argument that the Taliban is a sympathetic figure. Sure. What I am arguing, though, is that there are people. There are a lot of people in the place where we live that have a tr- that have a problem with making a distinction about that sort of thing. Sure. Uh, and I think that I think that with when we're talking about Nazis versus when we're talking about Nazis versus a member of Taliban, people base Nazis on 
the actions that they take that are obviously actions that Nazis take. Whereas when people are making judgments about whether or not someone might be a member of the Taliban, it's on a it's on a surface level based on their appearance. So let me ask you this then. Sure. As a black man, how do you feel about Resident Evil Five? Because that was a big controversy. Right. So I remember I. I can't rightfully recall what my reaction was when Resident Evil 5 came out. Because I have no problem with it. Uh, but I, Just in the same way I have no problem with sleeping dogs. So, you know, so like, here's, here's how I think of it. And this, and this goes back to the conversation that I had about Far Cry 5. So, and I'll wrap around to, uh, to Resident Evil 5 in a second. But when Far Cry 5 came out, that uh, or not came out but when it was announced, yeah. it, it garnered criticism for being a quote white genocide simulator. Sure. Uh, when really it was spoofing Heaven's Gate. Right. And um, I don't remember that when that criticism coming out. Oh yeah, yeah, it was a it was a big thing. Yeah, and so and this is and this is criticism drawn by people who were ignoring previous games in that franchise. I had a friend who was into every Far Cry game who is a white man who grew up in the South. He met his first black man when he was 22. Yeah. Holy shit. What? Which is bizarre who, to me. Who, who, it's, it's, well, who it was concerned about Far Cry 5 right. because of this. Uh, and so this is like that criticism is by people who either have never seen a previous Far Cry or or are choosing to disregard uh, the settings of those far of the previous games and who you were killing in those games because we're talking because right. in the previous four in the previous four games in that series you're killing Pacific Islanders <laughs> you're, you're killing you're killing East Asians yep uh, but now and, it's a white man yeah and but so yeah. you're killing you're killing people in Africa you're killing you're killing blacks in in Africa and no no those are a problem it's not it wasn't an African genocide simulator it wasn't an East Asian genocide simulator right but the moment that it comes to the moment that the game takes place in America it's and a problem is is it's a it becomes a white genocide simulator so when I think about now I think about like this game takes place in Montana right yeah uh, I've never been to Montana but I would hazard to guess that there are and it's a fictional county in right. Montana but yes Montana I would hazard like I've never been to Montana but I would hazard to guess. It's that pretty white. That there are a fair amount of white people in Montana. <laughs> <laughs> and also, it's real fucking and, white. And also, and also keep in mind, like, and the and the here's another thing too is that when you think about when you think about the criticism that the game is drawn, that is also by people who haven't played the games. I've spent at least ten hours with that game. Right. And I will say that I've killed uh, in that game. I've killed. I've killed white. I've killed white men. I've killed white women. I've killed black men. I've killed black women. I've killed Asian men. I killed Asian women. Right. right? Uh, and so, why did Asian women get two fingers to count them? Irrelevant, Shanae, but <laughs> one in the pink, one in the pink. Sure, Fuck uh, off. I was shocked. <laughs> uh, you get it? I get it. You know what shocker is? I yes, I do. Unfortunately, so now when I think of, so so I think about this is a geographical thing, right? Right. So if I'm if if I'm if I if my game is placed in a fictional version of Tibet, then there's probably going to be a fair amount of Tibetans in my game. Sure. If my game is fe- <laughs> if I if I if my game is if my game is uh, uh, takes place in a fictional island in the Southeast Pacific. There's probably going to be a lot of Pacific Islanders in my sure. game, right? So mm-hmm. when I talking when we're talking about Resident Evil Five, then a game takes place in Africa. It's probably fair to assume that there are a fair amount of black people in Africa, right? Yep. That doesn't necessarily mean that it's a that doesn't necessarily mean that the game is inherently racist. I get where I I, I see where people drew that conclusion because Chris Redfield is a is a white guy. He's a he is. The what whitest. do you think that that is the reason that Sheva was black? I think that Sheva was black definitely to offset that criticism. 
Uh, and I think it had little to. I think that I think that she was specifically written in there to say, Sheva is, I think, the black friend when someone says, "I have a black friend." Sure. Do you um, think it would have been better or worse criticisms if because Sheva in my gameplay and the cover and everything I've seen of her is, pr- as far as the melanin side goes, pretty light. Um, yeah, <laughs> like, I think that like, if she was a, a Japanese company probably worries about this a lot less yeah. than a Western company would. Um, and and also like and I've I've had my criticisms for how Japanese developers uh, handled the presence of black people. In the sure, and yeah. I, I will say I'll be the first to admit Resident Evil is very much a Western feeling Japanese game, but right. it is still a Japanese game. Right. I'm, but do you think the criticisms will? My point, my question still stands. Do you think criticism would be worse or better if Sheva, like, wasn't if, she- if Sheva were, uh, I think the criticisms would have been worse if Sheva were Jill instead. Okay. Um, but but at the same time, I don't think that. Do I think that Resident Evil Five is inherently racist? No, but I do think that. But at the same time, I I see where. I see what the through line is in that line of reasoning. Right. Um, but at the same time, like, I I can't bring myself to think that. Uh, because I can't, and I can't on one hand say, uh, I can't on one hand be okay with any game in the Far Cry series, right. geographically speaking, and then suddenly not be okay Agreed. With, Agreed. Uh, with Resident Evil 5. It's like, uh, this is good, this d- dates it a bit, but like, you guys ever watch Sway's interview with Quentin Tarantino about Django Unchained? No. No? <laughs> so, like, obviously his use of the N-word comes up because it was a big controversy sure. around the time of that movie and all sure. that, you know? And, he, and Tarantino's whole thing is like, well, at that time in that South, in the South, in the United States, that word got thrown around more than I used it in that movie. Sure. You know? Yeah. Uh, and I, I think I think that con- I think that the, the, the criticism that Tarantino, like, garnered for his use of that word is because he makes, like, in... With the exception of the Kill Bill movies and Inglorious Bastards, I've heard that mo- I've heard him use that word a lot in his writing. Sure, uh, but I also think that contextually it makes sense in a movie that takes place in the American South when slavery is going on. Sure, or even like Jackie Brown, right? right. Which at this time point is what a seventeen, eighteen year old movie yeah. that is still beloved. Yeah. So, but you know, I I think that when we're when you're thinking about the when you're thinking about the kind of enemy that you want to put in your game. Then you, I think that you there you do have a certain degree of responsibility to think about what kind of real world implications that has. Yeah. Uh, like especially like like goes back to when I was talking about with uh, if you're going to if you're going to put a if you're going to have a game where you are killing Middle Easterners regardless of whatever affiliation that they have, you have to think about like if you're releasing this game in the West, especially when we have such a huge problem with Islamophobia and issues with people being attacked, racial profiling, things like that. And so then you have to think about like. There is you do have a certain responsibility to think about what kind of ramifications that might have. Did, am I saying that you shouldn't release your game? Mm, that's your decision to make. But I will. I am saying that if you are going to put that in your game, then you should definitely be conscious of of the implications that it comes with. Sure. So. Yeah, and I think that like due to like things like I I would say. I'm going to keep using an example, Islamophobia. Like, it does tend to, like, in my opinion, trend a lot in the, in the villains we see, like, in their stuff. Like, whenever their things aren't... Can you give me a couple of games that do this? Uh, I guess, like, to explain it better more is, like, it's, like, tinfoil hat theory. 
it seems to be like zombie games pop up more mm-hmm. when we don't have a villain that is kind of more present in our everyday like life. Like we don't have like a world crisis. and We always have a world crisis. Or like yeah. a, a, a villain that we want to point to. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, and I've seen like more Nazi games show up in the last like couple couple of years, specifically since. I feel like there was more in the '90s than there are now. Yeah. Well, <laughs> compared to like early 2000s to like mid 2000s, and yeah. then the last say like five years. Well, I, uh, mean, I see. We I like we've noticed more. We have like more. As I said tin pile hat theory. Like, yeah. and it yeah. can totally prove wrong. I feel like we see more Russian enemies, like in more games that are like a lot more popular in the last five years. And of course, it happened in the ninety or nineties, and before that, I'm saying like say in the last fifteen years. Right. Yeah. I mean, I'm we as might just be trends. playing the diff- different games, you know, because yeah. like I can't really think of many. Um, you know, Metro has Russian enemies, of course. Oh. Metro is in Russia. Is in Russia. Yeah, <laughs> like exactly. Everybody is Russia, Russian in that game. Yeah, but it doesn't have to even be, the protagonist. It doesn't you have know? To even be set there though. Yeah, but like I mean, if you're well, well, it was written by a Russian man today. I'm just. I, I'm okay. just saying, as I, far I, as like I, what hits critical appeal and what I, people, more people are playing. Yeah. We'll see. So I think that so. Well, that's one. Ga- that's one game of many that, and I really don't feel like the argument's valid there. Like not, and I, not not to dismiss your what you're no, saying. You I know? say it's tinfoil hot theory. It's uh, not like like oh, I think this all yeah. the time. But if like like looking at trends, it seems like we have a lot more zombies, robots, and stuff like that. When we don't have like a clear like generalized. I'll say this yeah. in I, the Western I, world. So like I think that. So, when one of the things that you think about when you're when you're making your game is what is going to sell, uh, zombies always sells. Um, whether people will say that they're tired of zombies, but zombie games get people's attention. I mean, zombies always sell after the resurgence of zombies, right? right? After we got the Dawn remake, which say what you will about Zack Snyder, but Dawn remake is, and Twenty Eight Days Later badass. are the two movies that bought brought zombies yeah. back. People right. were tired of them before that. Uh, I think that there. Were, if you think about zombie zombie games that happened before those two movies, they didn't really sell. There would be zombies. No Eight my neighbors did not do well. Later. You know, I I stand by that. Yeah, there would be no tw- there would be no Left 4 Dead without Twenty Eight Days. Later. Exactly. Uh, now, so now when we talk when you. Th- so zombies sell, I think, but I also think that if you Nazis sell because cynically speaking, you want to you want to make sure that if you're gonna put an enemy in your game, you want to kill him. Well, you want to put a you want to be able to put an enemy if you're gonna put a, somebody that you're gonna kill in your game. You have you want to be able to put someone that maybe you don't like just people that you don't have any moral qualms with killing, yeah, right. Like there's no there's no gray area, right? For Nazis, right? Like these are Nazis. But I don't know that that necessarily means that they sell though, because like I can think of a few games, right? Like but, Wolfenstein or whatever, right? But right. like when I think about other zo- or Nazi games, right? Other games that have Nazis in them, right? They didn't do great numbers. Right, but at the same time, it wasn't because <laughs> that the game had you killing Nazis. It was because of some other factor, right? It wasn't because the game didn't fail because people were turned off by you killing Nazis. No, correct, but I, that doesn't mean that Nazis sell, though, because sure. the, then the the inclusion of Nazis would elevate those numbers. Sure, but know? like, at, but at the same time, like, cynically speaking, like, with our current climate, with, like, with Nazism in America being highlighted in the way that it is, yeah. you can absolutely, it is absolutely a good business decision to make a game where you were killing Nazis. Oh, sure, since... The new Colossus or whatever, right? right? right. Yeah, but 
we haven't and that, seen. And like, and that's we have not seen many since then. Though. And that is illustrated by Bethesda and Machine Games' like stance on the matter, where they, like I said before, they were they took a very centrist, uh, non-committal stance on the whole thing. Yeah. And once people were like, "Yeah, let's kill Nazis," they're like, "Oh yeah, hey, by the way, make no- make America Nazi free again." Like, right. like dude. Fuck off. I, I can't say fuck off, but I also paid sixty dollars for that game anyway. So <laughs> like you know And you enjoyed it. Yeah. I mean it's a good game, you know, and that that's fine. Uh but like I think about other games that included Nazis and I don't think Nazis is what sold them, you know. Mm-hmm. Um and then I can think of many games that included Nazis that did not sell well. Well and I, I think I think me saying that the game sold well because solely because of Nazis, I think I think that's a re- I think that's a reductive statement for you to make. Like it's not for Wolfenstein. I mean, well, that's what Wolfenstein is based on. You well, know, like, but, but Wolfenstein like but it's also the legacy of the name. Well, sure. At this point, yes. Yeah, but there's also like that game is also just well made, right? And it would have been a, that Wolfenstein would have been a good shooter regardless of what you were killing in it. Like mechanically speaking, um, you just happen to be killing Nazis, so I enjoy it more. But, but like, so is the Nazi zombie trilogy, right? But right. like. Those were just a mode in the sniper games. Right, they and had like, so those, <laughs> didn't so sell like, anything. I, did I did did killing Nazis in those games like was sell that, those games? No, well, like was it a nice little bonus? Yes, absolutely. Yeah, but like, mm-hmm. but uh, that game that would that game would have been just as cool if I was killing something else. And on that note, they're looked at as like B tier games. They don't right. sell extremely well. They sell okay right. enough for them to make a sequel. Well, that's the well. I mean, that same that same developer made a what is it? Strange Brigade, right? So which is which flopped? Mummies and shit. Yeah, which. The Nazi game sold better, so I don't know. Well, no, because the Nazi game was just a mode in a sure. game that had nothing to do with Nazis. Sure, 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 sure. You know? And by the way, there were Nazi zombies. Sure. But. The worst kind. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't know, man. Like, I really feel like the, these trends in in antagonists that you're talking about, I really saw much more in the 90s yeah. than, I do, than I do today. Well, like, so, uh, explain what you mean by that. Because like, just so I because I don't seventy five percent of video games were two D platformers, you know. Yeah. And like, if you, if you think about like the big ones, right? Think about Sonic. You think about Mario, uh, and whoever else happened to be there, right? Donkey Kong, Country, Crash, and, and, and the enemies always just like this big fucking buffoon, right? I mean, yeah, you know, Bowser's a big fucking lizard turtle and. Robotnik's a fat Eggman, but like they're basically the same fucking thing. Right. You know, you could even throw Wily in there, even though I do feel like as far as 8-bit games go, the Mega Man series has more of an in-depth story right. than a lot of those games. Uh, none of them really had much of a story, you know. It's just some big dumb idiot for you to kill. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know, whereas now I, I, I do feel like there's a d- divergence now, and I don't see most of these trends you're talking about now. And maybe I'm blind to it. Maybe we're not playing the same games, you know, but I, I just, I, I don't see that yeah. as far as enemy specific trends, you right. know, I see other trends clearly, but uh, yeah. And I, I think that a lot of games that are, because I, I think that if you, there are times when someone will put a certain kind of, uh, uh, oh, look at these. these are all three enemies, right? Yeah. All three. Uh, I mean, Sagat is from Thailand. These are very similar, right? Uh, Thailand, <laughs> hell, yeah. mushroom kingdom. It's all the same. Brooklyn. <laughs> so, like, you know yeah like grant these are very old games right but also you, you like know. uh so you know uh there i think about the games that i've played in the past few years yeah um i will say that 
these the three things that I've killed in video games in the past few years are Nazis, robots, robots, um, zombies. No, I haven't really played a lot of zombie games. Uh, they may call I mean, them by Killing like Floor they may, they may yeah, but I mean those aren't zombies name, though. though. Okay. But like they're zombies. Um, if you called the freakers zombies, then these are absolutely zombies. No, you called them zombies. I called them freakers. All right. So Look, I, either way, like it, it, it's just I don't see the trend, honestly. Um, I mean, the trends I do see have nothing to do with like a specific group, but like in a writing style, I see sure, trends. You sure. know, um, if you think about like. One of my favorite villains this generation, which I don't think gets enough uh, appreciation because the writing in the rest of the game wasn't that good, was Augustine from right. Infamous Second Son. Great villain, by the way. There's a lot of villains like that, though, yeah. nowadays, you know? Like the sympathetic villain who... Right. Yeah. Uh, I see trends in that way, right. you know? But as far as, like, a yeah. certain group or I mean, a certain... Sympathetic villain is still a trend. It's yeah. just like... Yeah, no, I still... It's, that's like, the that's favorite. the trend I see. In recent years, yeah. Well, the sympathetic villain is, in my opinion, the the, the best kind of villain. Um, but like, not necessarily. Depends on the game. That's true. Yeah, maybe that's but, true. Uh, the but you know, honestly, like when you're I, in a lot of games where I see like that I've see, that I've played where they're trying to make some kind of point, uh, the antagonist uh, or the enemy is really more. Um, uh, ambiguous and it's never really pointed to a certain kind of person or uh, a specific kind of uh, force that you're against so I mean I'm not and I, again I'm not I'm not saying that these these games aren't out there uh, I think that these aren't the kind of narratives in which I'm being engaged though yeah and there are just so many but there are so many games out there that it is completely possible for all of these like for Everything that sh that you're saying to be true, Shanae, and for me to just completely miss it, uh, only because of like these are just not the kind of things that I'm engaging in. Yeah, and then there's other things, right? Like you think about Bioshock Infinite, like you could point to like you could say Comstock's the villain or whatever, but right. is Comstock really the villain of that game? Yeah. Does Bioshock Infinite even really have a villain? Right. You know. Well, uh, I don't know that. I, I mean, there's bad people in that game. Yeah. I'm not saying that. But, sure. like, does it have a main antagonist? Because if it does, it would be Comstock. And I don't know that you can really say that. Well, I think know? that, like, depending uh, on how you look at it, every like, any one person is the antagonist. Right. So, like, you know, you see that a bit more. But, like, I don't know. Yeah. I don't, I don't even mean, like... Rogue AI. But, like, even that, I can't call it a trend because the ones I can think of that are of any note have been spread across the 15 years, right. you know? Uh, I don't know. I was just thinking about like you know how much like how like cyclical zombie and robot and it, and yeah. or robot enemies really are and what what do we see as far as like a trend that differentiates outside of that yeah like I didn't think about it but y'all are right like I didn't think about like sympathetic enemies being the trend right now yeah, yeah and that's the only one I can really see you know like zombies even like yes zombies are popular but like. Cod Zombies was a long time ago. Yeah, it was all like you know, like, 10 years like ago it's now. not a recent thing. Yeah. You know, it's it's something that's persisted. Yeah, um, I don't know. 
opinions of, as I, far as like trends go? I think that I think that zombies will like I think that they'll fall out of favor, but then they will always come back. Yeah. Um, well, I just think it's the easiest way to have human-like enemies without them being human. Yeah. Well, yeah, I, 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 I don't disagree with that. Yeah. That's absolutely well because true. I think I think that uh, they're like you. You'll hear it all the time. Like a, like you'll go on like. Like any, you go on in like message boards that are like have to do with like video games or comic books or anything um, along those lines. And there's somebody who is fantasizing about a zombie apocalypse, which, by the yeah. way, you want to watch out for that guy because uh, <laughs> he's just looking for an excuse to kill people. But, uh, <laughs> but you, you have a point, right? And it's true. And you're not the first per- person to bring it up, right? Oh, but, no. but like, you know, you think, you think about other like ghoulies, right? Like vampires. Typically, you're playing the vampire, yeah. you know? Uh, well, because I think people are done with killing vampires. Right, right, you know? right. Like, so yeah, I mean they're cool. They're immortal. Yeah. Well, I just I want to be immortal. I, well, like there's other monsters outside of yeah. zombies. Nobody's doing yeah. mummies. No one's doing mummy bla- remastered. Demastered. Yeah, and also mummy no demastered. No one's doing no one's doing that black lagoon monster kind of guy. Yeah. Oh, I mean swamp thing. Those are always a singular figure, though. You can sure. have one enemy Maybe. in your game. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of them in Castlevania One, but no, those are mermen. They look the same. Mermen. They are not the same. They look Mr. the mermen. same. Um, my name is Irving Merman. Yeah. Uh, Thurman Merman. <laughs> uh, but you know, like I mean, all trends are cyclical, right? And uh, you know, I I think that you know, zombies aren't. I don't think, and I don't think that they're in a lull right now because we've got a bunch of games that are coming out with either zombies or something that is zombie adjacent uh, in the very near future. Uh, and I I think that. Uh, so I think about like I think about X Files, right, and how that that was a very like a monster of the week kind of show, um, and then I think that I think that video games can and also can also uh, sort of adopt that same thing. Like, what is the what is the monster right now? And let it, like very, how could, very rarely is it werewolves. Well, what I'm no not not I'm not saying there's like, the order order eighteen eighty six. What but. I'm not saying like literal like monsters, like not not necessarily like universal monsters or whatever, but like. Monster in a more figurative sense. Yeah, I just don't really see it. Like I said, outside outside of a sympathetic antagonist, yeah. I, don't, I don't I don't really see it. Yeah. Um, Maybe not in recent years. I guess like overall though. Yeah. yeah, like I said, in the in the nineties, I saw it a lot. Right, like think about like every beat 'em up from the from the nineties that was on the SNES. Sure. And the bad guy you're beating up at the end of it, it was always like some power hungry asshole. Yeah. You know, nothing. No, never went any deeper than that. Yeah. Uh, but like, Ransom. yeah, I'm slick. The slickest of the slick. Yeah, but uh, like, also the first Streets of Rage said, "Police will never help you. Only trust your fists." Sure. <laughs> Even though they were in fact police, they were former police. They were yeah. disillusioned and they left the force to pursue justice on their own terms. Which, by the way, vigilantes. Well, like I said before, last episode, justice and the law aren't always the same thing. Sure. So. Um, I do have a non-points-based game. Well, what today? Well, we need points. That's how. No, you don't. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Is it because you lost the scoreboard? You don't know who's ahead anymore. Scoreboard's right here. Okay. Scoreboard's right there. I have the I have like the points in a little. Why is your flashlight on? I accidentally pressed the button. Sure. So, <laughs> this is just no explanation. Okay. I'm gonna say a genre. All right. I know I'm going to say, like, the first game in that genre that pops in your mind. How is this a game? Because I'm just picking your brain. Okay. It's more of a study, but let's go ahead. Okay. Oh, my God. It's an exercise. <laughs> Shanae, this is called word association. You know what that is? I hate you guys so much. Shanae, <laughs> <laughs> this is... Never mind. Go ahead. I'm, I'm sorry. Ready. My I'm, brain I'm, needs I'm to ready. I'm ready. I'm excited. I'm, let's go. First person shooter. Doom. Doom. Yeah. Uh... 
MMORPG. World of Warcraft. EverQuest. Mm. Um, roguelike. Uh, Spelunky. I was actually going to say uh, rogue. <laughs> <laughs> Dungeon crawler. Diablo. Diablo. Uh, racing simulator. Grid. Racing simu- simulator? Forza, I guess? Um, Open world RPG. Uh, Near um, Automata. Uh, Skyrim. Um, let's let's think here. You don't uh, have that written action, down? No, I don't. Uh. Action adventure RPG. You're Automata. Wait, if you don't have that written down, why would you open your phone? Because <laughs> I thought for not the point. Okay. <laughs> not the point right now. Okay. Sure. <laughs> I've been drinking. <laughs> sure. Sure. I mean, me too. But yeah, but I was we're getting a little saucy. Uh, Safe continue late night. <laughs> I was drinking before. <laughs> <What's the> <laughs> yeah. Is this Safe continue it, after dark? Is this phone boning? <laughs> no, no but not. we could do that with this new fangled thing. I and mean, we could phone bone <laughs> yeah. someone. I don't want to do Let's that. Let's phone bone Sandy. Yeah, uh, I don't want that. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um not third person shooter. Gears of War. Same. Yeah. Uh point and click. Grim Fandango. Uh, I don't know. I don't play those. Uh, visual novel. Phoenix Wright. Phoenix Wright. Uh, last one. Super vague because I'm not good at these. Sports game. NHL. NBA Jam. Right. So. What did you learn from this? Nothing. <laughs> okay. I do. Oh. I do. I actually do. Uh, rather enjoy word association. I I love that activity. Actually. Yeah, I just wanted to see what y'all's like first. But game. usually, when you do word association, you're supposed to be writing it down because you're supposed to be forming some opinions about like our our psychological state. Well, yeah. the thing is, this is recorded, so I can just listen to it whenever. That's true. Um, you can't listen to it until I p- until I decide you can listen to it. That's oh, also true. <laughs> Facts. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, if you have an idea about like trends as far as enemies that we didn't mention, let us know. Uh, so this has been the Save Continue podcast. Yeah, I'm actually very interested in this. Let me know if you think I'm wrong and if you can tell me an antagonist trend that has been going on in video games recently. I and will, give me examples of games will, in which that is the case. I will caution you. I will caution you. I have known Tom for 20 years and I have never successfully proved him wrong. So good luck. Just give me an example in which that is the case. Yeah. You know? I feel like we can pull up episodes where you have proven them wrong. There, absolutely. I don't, I don't think so. But yeah. Cite uh, your sources. <laughs> I'm Sinead. This is Tommy. This Goodbye. Is Ryan. See you later. Mm, bye, guys. <laughs>